Hello and welcome to the Fourth and Forever podcast with me, Stuart Bothwell, and um, Darren. Darren. Uh, what's what's this? So, it's a letter from Darren's agent. Uh, it seems to say that he's holding out from the podcast indefinitely as he's seeking more monetary compensation for his efforts as host number one. He believes he is carrying the podcast and should be compensated fairly. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, no, he just busted up his arm real bad and is on a whole selection of drugs at the moment. But, um, hey, the show must go on. So I'm going to ride solo today. Um, it's really difficult to do that, I suppose, uh, because I think it probably takes uh, a, a bit more of a level of narcissism to be able to enjoy listening to yourself talk all the time, which is something which I don't think I really got in me. But I'll try and just crank that up a little notch or two uh, just to sort of get on with something here. So yeah, I'm just pretty much going to do a quick fly-through of all the news and happenings around the NFL just now, because there are a couple of biggies. Plenty of news which has just hit over the last uh, over the last few hours of me recording this, actually. And we'll start with one of the big news items of the day, and that is that Texans outside linebacker Jadavian Clowney has been traded to the Seattle Seahawks for a third-round pick, plus linebacker Jacob Webster and pass rusher Barcavius Mingo, a former first-round pick himself at the Cleveland Browns, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Uh, so Kleine was deemed to be the odd man out in Houston, uh, asking for lots of money when they've already invested pretty heavily in all of their stars. Um, Clowney could really thrive in Seattle's 4-3 scheme. Uh, he's one of the best edge-run defenders in the league, uh, he's got plenty of disruptive upside uh, due to his freakish size and athleticism. So he might be missed on that uh, Texans defensive line, but in terms of uh, making themselves uh, more able to deal with getting more people in under the cap, which is something that they were maybe going to start struggling with, and uh, something else that they'll get into a little bit later will contribute to that as well. Um it was probably a move that they needed to make in order to spread themselves uh, around a little bit more. So, yeah, uh, Clowney could really thrive in Seattle. Um, and the Seahawks are expected to release wide receiver Jerome Brown in order to accommodate Clowney's franchise tag tender for this season. And they'll likely give him what he wants in terms of a big payday soon enough. Uh, so in terms of who wins in that one, probably both teams, ultimately. Uh, I'm sure the Texans would have liked to get perhaps a little bit more in terms of draft capital for him, but they can probably do do enough with uh, Barcavius Mingo there, and that linebacking core is a little bit thin too, so perhaps Jacob Webster can contribute. But Clowney, he's been a little bit here and there over the last little while, certainly a threat, maybe just about to come into his own. This could be the thing that sends him over the top, because uh, uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle... And that team there, renowned for having a monstrous defense, even when they lose some of their stars, Clowney's going to come in there and help change that lineup. But this has not been the only move that the Texans have made today, as Houston traded two first-round picks plus a second-rounder to the Miami Dolphins for left tackle Laramie Tunsil and controversial wide receiver Kenny Stills. I suppose Tunsil was once controversial himself uh, on draft day when he was pictured with 
uh, a very interesting gas mask bong arrangement, but um, yeah, that's long since passed. Um, so the Dolphins will also receive uh, special teamer Johnson Badamosi and lineman Julian Davenport, while the Texans will also receive a fourth and sixth round picks. So this is a huge move by the Texans to shore up what has been a particularly porous offensive line with rising left tackle Laramie Tunsil. And uh, getting an explosive weapon such as Kenny Stills in there to add to this receiving core makes this team exceptionally dangerous now. Uh, the, the line was always a concern. Like We had it down as probably the unit in like most in need of an upgrade. Uh, going into the draft this year, then they did pick up Max Sharping, but not with their first pick, which shocked us here at 4th and Forever. But um, yeah, this is a big move by them, and they, they knew that they had to do something to protect Deshaun Watson. And the upgrade of getting Laramie Tunsil in there is just, it cannot be underestimated how important that could be to this team going forward. So to me, that probably helps them... Uh, get a couple couple extra wins there <laughs> so it could be really really big and um uh as for kenny stills uh he has bounced around a little bit uh, starting off in new orleans before moving on to miami and he's been a bit disgruntled there and most recently he's been speaking out um against jay-z and his music promotions company uh for not fully supporting some of the players' efforts for uh, racial equality. Uh, so Kenny Stills and uh, safety Eric Reed are among the only players who still consistently kneel for the national anthem and uh, and always very vocal about their their beliefs. Uh, but Stills is still capable of being a big time receiving threat. And when you add him into a wide receiving room that also includes DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Will Fuller. It's you're getting a, an extra big weapon in there. Kenny Stills is capable of being a, a top tier receiver two, possible low tier receiver one with the right quarterback. Deshaun Watson is the right quarterback, and this is going to be really, really big for them. So automatically makes the Texans much better for the start of the season. Uh, on the Miami Dolphins side of things, obviously they're in full rebuild mode. Uh, letting Tunso go is a pretty big indicator that they're not expecting much this year. He was probably their their best shot at having a left tackle, and left tackles are tough to find these days. Um, but yeah, they're clearly looking to rebuild these uh, these first round picks that they've now acquired, as well as a second rounder. Yeah, they're definitely going that way. Um, moving on, and Los Angeles Chargers running back Melvin Gordon has been given permission to seek a trade. The Chargers have been unwilling to budge on Gordon's contract demands and look set to allow him to test the market. So. Gordon's services would be quite valuable to a team with a good offense, but who are looking for that missing piece in the backfield to help take them over the top. So this would leave Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson in the backfield in Los Angeles, and they both really thrived during Gordon's absence last season. So with them set to take the primary workload and the Chargers are just happy to let Gordon do what he wants to do, um, he's looking to move on. Uh, where he would move on remains a bit of a mystery at the moment, but I'm sure they won't be short of suitors, um, providing they can meet his contract demands. But um, yeah, you've got to find the right team for that. And uh, given our next item on the news, uh, Gordon might find that a little bit more difficult than he would have a few moments before this news broke. Um, the Buffalo Bills running back LaShawn McCoy has been released by the team. 
So McCoy, who had featured on our trade candidates list a few weeks back, has been on the bubble since the team added to their backfield with the likes of Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon, uh, as well as the impressive rookie Devin Singletary. So the team will now save over $6 million in cap space this season. Wasn't something they were really worrying about, to be fair, but they may as well with that crowded backfield. And it allows McCoy to move on and potentially still make himself a contributor to another team. Um, so yeah, I'd like to say the presence of LaShawn McCoy could make things a little bit more difficult for the aforementioned Melvin Gordon to find a suitor, as McCoy is already being linked with teams such as the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Gordon's current team, the Los Angeles Chargers. So you could see things move around quite drastically over the next little while. I certainly see McCoy as someone who can still do it on the right team. Uh, he was uh, forced to do way too much in Buffalo, though. He's getting on a little bit, but he can still contribute. Still a receiving threat, still a decent runner. Getting behind a good offensive line on a team with other weapons, and he will do some damage. So yeah, a lot going down this week in terms of the news, but uh, we will return around about Wednesday time, hopefully with Darren in tow to discuss the last of our winners and losers for the NFC divisions. And we will also start previewing the NFL season. Because it starts this week! Ah! 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 Oh, terrible in the capture. Anyway, join us next time. Bye!